Hey Misfits, I'm your host Melinda. Thank you for joining Mystery Loves Company. Now hold on to your butts as we go on another mysterious adventure. Let's see what today has in store for us. Hi guys, Melinda here, and we've got Chantel. <laughs> and so today we have a super creepy story for you. Um, and I'm just gonna I'm gonna preface this with while I was doing my research for this story, I I can't sleep. <laughs> my sleeping has gone completely down it's the a, drain. It's a scary one. It, yeah. Uh, super scary. It takes a lot to creep both of us out. And this one is, yeah, it's, lots of unexplained things in it. It is. Yes. Lots of scary shit. And like, I got to the point where the other night I was going to bed and um, before I went in to wash my face, mm-hmm. I actually covered up my mirror that I have in my bedroom. I covered it up with a sheet. And then my husband walks upstairs and he lays in bed and I'm in washing my face and he's like, Melinda, why is there a sheet on the mirror? I'm like, (laughs) cause I'm freaked out. (laughs) Although I think that's normal. Last vacation we went on, there was like a vanity with the mirror and I put pillows against that as well. Like you covered it up. I don't want no demon coming through that mirror. No. And all this research that I'm doing is showing that mirrors are portals and I'm like, all I'm doing is listening to demonic shit right now, yeah. so we're just going to cover that yeah. mirror up. I don't blame you. Yeah. My husband did not, he was not humored by it. He was like, you're freaking yeah. weird. You are a weirdo. Okay, and I'm like, weirdo. I'm like, yeah, I am. Bed. Exactly. That's funny. <laughs> yes. So, let's just dive into the story. Yeah. Uh, November 2011, LaToya, her mother Rosa, and her three small children move into 3860 Carolina Street, Gary, Indiana, in the Highland Park subdivision. This house was built in 1926, and this house is now dubbed the Demon House, a.k.a. the Portal to Hell. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I wonder who deemed it that. Like, who named that? Named it the Demon House? Oh, gosh. Everyone, probably? I, I would assume. I would hmm. assume probably the neighborhood. Or yeah. The, yeah, I have no idea. Um, but I can tell you, well, actually, we'll get into that in a little bit. So LaToya rents this house out with her mother and her three small children, and they live there for about a week hmm. before weird things start happening. And the first thing that starts happening is an infestation of large horseflies in the dead of winter. Mm-hmm. Like, this is November yeah. in Indiana. And um, so they have an exterminator come out. And this was in their screened porch area, right? Yes. Like, inside the house. Inside. Which is weird. Absolutely. So there's the door to the outside of the yeah. house, and then you walk in kind of a breezeway mm-hmm. area before you walk through another door to get inside the house. And I thought that was weird too is it's nothing special. Like this house is like the same house 
is all the other houses uh, in yeah. the middle of a block. Like there's Absolutely. nothing. They all look exactly yeah, the same. They do. It's weird. It's not like an old creepy house. It's like a normal. I mean, it was built in 1926. I know. You, but. Yeah, but it's not like, it doesn't stand out, you know? No. Yeah. If you were to drive by it, you would not blink Yeah, you twice. wouldn't pick it out. No. Which is interesting. But, so the exterminator comes out, mm-hmm. sprays it, what it does absolutely nothing. Oh, they didn't, the flies didn't go away? No. Hmm. Nope, they Where? stayed. And they were like the really large Ew. horse flies, just completely infested. Huh. Yeah. Gross. So, um, mm. not too long after this, uh, Rosa, she would hear footsteps going up and down the stairs while the kitchen cabinets would all open on their own. Rosa's the mom? Rosa is the mom, not not the grandmother. Oh, oh no, Rosa is the grandmother. I'm sorry. Grandma. Okay. Yes. Ooh. Yep. So she starts hearing all these things, seeing all these things, and she's just kind of like, well, that's weird, but... You'd think you'd move out. <laughs> well, you would think so. Wasn't this family a little poverty-stricken? Yes. So they were kind of forced to stay? Yep. I, they, yeah. They were, they were a little sucks. bit stuck. They wanted to move mm-hmm. out, uh, yeah. especially after some of the shit takes place, yeah. but mm-hmm. they didn't have a choice. Scary. Yep. Um, so one night, LaToya, the mom, or the, the mom, not the grandma. Okay. LaToya wakes up in the middle of the night and has this urge to look into the hallway for some reason. She still can't figure out why mm-hmm. she wanted to. Um, and this was the first shadow man that she Mm. has seen. And so the shadow man was pacing in her living room and she gets out of bed to go check it out. She gets out of bed to go check it out. Yeah. Mistake one. Mistake number one. Hide under those covers. Right? If you're under the covers, nothing can get you. Just close your eyes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. Keep your feet in. Yep. Do not (laughs) let them hang off the bed. No. No, no. But yeah, so she, I mean, she's a strong woman. She I guess if she up. had kids though, she's like the protector. Well, yeah, yeah that you gotta, makes sense. You gotta get up and figure that out. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, dang. Mm. Yeah, that would suck. Mm-hmm. Ew. So she gets out of bed, goes to check it out, and while she's looking around her living room area, she sees muddy boot prints where she saw Whoa. the shadow man walking. Whoa. Yeah. That's creepy. That is creepy. Like, muddy <clears throat> boot prints. Which actually will make sense here in a little bit. Yeah. But um, at first, I was just like, why would they be muddy? Like, why would a ghost have muddy feet? Mm-hmm. You yeah, know? right. But now I can kind of understand So do they go, like, from the door to the, in the hallway or just the hallway? Well, it's, like, the hallway and the living room. Like, it's just pacing. I just wonder if she thought someone, like, broke in, right? Possibly, yeah. Because if you, yeah. You see someone walking around and you hear them walking That'd around. Be so you're going to be calling 911, man. It, yeah. But, and then it, and then you ask yourself, did they have cell phones? Because so many times you would think 911 would be called. Yeah. And it's like, did they have. What year is this? Well, 2011. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, there were yeah. cell phones. I'm right. just not sure if this family had cell phones. Or if they had weird stuff happening up till then and they were just thinking it was like paranormal. A bit, maybe. Yeah. Yeah? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. So, they deal with this stuff for a while. Like, it all started in November, and they deal with this until shit starts to get real, Mm. March 10th. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, March 10th, 2012, uh, they have a gathering 
at their house. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, it was to grieve the death of an anonymous loved one. Um, and at this time, the 12-year-old daughter was found levitating above her bed completely unconscious. Levitating. By who? The family members that are there at the they wake? They just walked in and saw her? Yeah. Somebody, okay. So somebody sees her doing this. They gather Dang. the rest of the family. And so yeah. then everyone attending the wake um, started praying around her until oh, she wow. gently fell onto the bed. Everybody that was at that wake refused to ever go back to that house. Yeah. I don't blame them. They're just like, hell no. They're like, you guys need to get the hell out of here. Wow. But they can't because they can't afford to move. Oh, and this family was really religious. Very religious, yes. So they just went to prayer. Not their cell phones. Not their cell phones. (laughs) They went straight to prayer. Yeah. Straight to prayer. Wow. Okay. Yeah. They're not Googling, like, why is my niece levitating? Or recording it, you know? Yeah. Views and all that. Busting out. Well, and so I don't think we had all the socials that we have now. I don't know. Maybe. MySpace. We did have MySpace. MySpace. Yeah. But I mean, if they were, like, older religious, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So at this point, LaToya turns to the churches. Mm Mm-hmm. And, um... So all the churches in the area, she's like begging for help. Hey, my daughter's levitating. These yeah. are the things that I'm seeing happening in my house. Like I need, I need help. Yeah. And, um, but the churches refused to help as they refused to step foot on the property. What? Yeah. Why? Well, probably cause they were like, that's scary shit. Yeah. But why didn't they like, did they try? Uh, no. Isn't that what they're supposed to do? They well, and so that I actually have a question written in here on on this okay, let's because hear it. I'm confused about it too. Yeah. So when it comes to the churches, let me see. So what are the requirements to get the church to help in these situations? Like, are there hmm. certain requirements, certain hoops you have to jump through, certain specific things? That have to happen. And what kind of church? Catholic churches help, right? Like, well, and I would assume. I'm, I mean, I'm I assuming know. these are Catholic churches, or at least one of them was probably well, a Catholic church. Most of the Catholic churches, I thought that's what they would do. Well, well, right. I mean, I I know that you can get like holy water. Like you can go mm-hmm. into a Catholic church and yeah. ask for holy water, and they'll right. give you some holy water. Or, and I know that a lot of times with. Um, exorcisms and yes. stuff like that like there's always like an old priest and a young yeah. priest but yeah. they're they're from the catholic church <laughs> <laughs> that is very true yes one old one young one <laughs> but yeah it's the catholic church right i don't know we should look into that we should call our church and Ooh. see if they'll come or like you know uh, oh pr- prank the church no <laughs> no <laughs> We're not pranking the church. No, you're creepy. Your house is creepy. We should set it up. We should see if they'll come out. My house is creepy. It's oh so my creepy. Gosh. This one's haunted. Yeah. Yeah. But we should we should call and see the requirements of that. Yeah. Okay. Well, we can call around and yeah. see. Um, but they wouldn't come, and that sucks. They wouldn't. Well, and the thing is, too, like, Papa Lee, he was a deacon yeah. at the Catholic church. Yeah. So... I bet I could get some answers mm-hmm. from Gramadar. But then you have like the private investigator groups too. Yeah. Like Ed and Lorraine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So fun. Yeah. yeah. And get some people out here and be like, hmm. hey, check my house out. Yeah. 
So uh, anyway, the church did not help her. They didn't want to step foot on the property, but they did give her a little bit of advice. They told her uh, to cleanse her house with bleach and ammonia. Bleach? Yep. That's not holy water. I know. I've never heard this before. That's why I have no ghosts in my house. (laughs) Your house is so squeaky clean. Like, I would eat off your baseboards. I I know. No ghosts there. (laughs) And bleach and... and Ammonia. Ammonia. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So this is the first time I've ever heard of something like that when it comes to... That's lame. That's not cool. I I could understand, like, sage, like, burning sage. Yeah, it doesn't even say. Holy water. Like, blessing your home. Crosses. Yeah. Like, Like, take some bleach to it, lady. You're fine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's there's some more stuff, but they did say to cleanse it with bleach and ammonia and to draw crosses hmm. on the doors and wash the children with holy olive oil. Where do you get that? I think you just have to pray over your olive oil. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> Can you buy holy olive oil off Amazon? <laughs> like, <laughs> Are you supposed to eat it or just like drench yourself in it? Oh, I bet Amazon has it. Let's look it up. <laughs> we're going to after if not, this. We're going to totally market that. Yes. Yes. Okay. I'll pray over the olive oil and I'll sell it. Yeah. Sounds absolutely. Okay. So, uh, so yes, uh, to cross the doors, like all the all the entrances into the home, which would mm-hmm. include like windows and stuff like that too, okay. and to bathe the children in the holy olive oil. Weird. And they told her to create a makeshift altar in the basement. Mm. The altar consisted of a white sheet, a Bible, candles, and the figurines of Mary, Joseph, and Jesus. Mm. So she did. She created this altar. Interesting. I'll bet she had those figurines on hand even. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If she's religious, I bet she had them. Yeah. Why in the basement? Was it creepy? Oh yeah. Oh, it was creepy. Oh yeah. Yeah, I remember seeing the the picture. No, you just don't go down there. You just lock you, it up, right? Put olive oil around it. Hundred yeah. percent. I wouldn't go in that. It seems basement. like you're creating a portal or something when you're doing that. You know? Yeah, yeah. And so I have lots of questions when it comes to the basement as well. Mm. Uh, so then Latoya does all of this. It does nothing. Mm. Absolutely nothing. Poor lady. Shit keeps happening inside the house. And so then LaToya finds two psychics. And they come to the house and they told her that she was living with over 200 demons. Mm. Wow. Over 200 demons. That's, that's a lot of demons. That's a lot of demons. <laughs> <laughs> and like both of these psychic mediums are just like, you you need to get the hell out of here. Yeah. You need to leave now. Crazy. And uh, again, she could not afford so to leave. Oh, it just, it sucks. Hmm. And um, so, yeah, she couldn't afford to leave, so still stays in the house. Mm-hmm. So LaToya starts reading from the Bible um, as as she would perform kind of like a a makeshift, a makeshift exorcism while reading the Bible verses out loud, trying to cast the demons from her home. Like, she's like, whatever, like, DIY. I'm, I'm going to figure this shit out by myself. Nobody's going to help me. Seems, I'm, yeah. I'm going to really try and exercise the demons. Seems really high risk. It was. Yeah. It was. That's just going to piss them off. At this point, things get worse. Oh. 
they get much worse. So, well, uh, I got, just got goosebumps because I pre-read. Because you know what happens. I don't. I know, I know some things. But. It made me sweat. <laughs> um, so, at this point in time, the children start speaking in tongues. Mm, gross. Yeah. Nope. Their eyes are bloodshot red. And they have these sardonic expressions on their faces. Like all the time? Most of the, especially when they're speaking in tongues. Oh, so were they like waking up doing this or were they just all the time? They're these just, evil little yeah, children. Yeah, and more often than not, not not in their sleep, but Crazy. in their wake time. Yes. Yep, so they've got these sardonic faces. And for those of you that don't know what that means, it's like a mocking look on their face, like a like mockingly smiling. It's an awful face. It's a it horrible creeps me face. Out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the daughter complained of being choked by an invisible force. The youngest son would have full conversations with what he deemed the ghost boy who lived in his closet. Hmm. Um, the kids would attack each other while speaking in voices that were not their own. They were deep and unnatural. I'm sure we all know what that voice is. Mm-hmm. Then one of the boys headbutted his grandmother in the stomach. Oh, God. Yeah. It's, and, I mean, it's that sucks. And, like, this is totally out of character. Yeah. Because, like, these, these kids would never speak to or hurt their mother or grandmother in any sort of... Yeah. Like, they're, respect, they're respectful kids. They, yes. Do you know how old they were? Um, I do know the youngest was seven, the youngest boy was seven, mm-hmm. and... The daughter was 12. The middle son, I couldn't find his age. Okay, but they were old enough to, like, to know. It's not like they're seeing things at four, three, and yeah. Yeah, yeah. and so I'm going to go ahead and assume that the middle boy was, like, nine. Yeah. Nine-ish. Around like, there. Right, between yeah. the seven and 12. That so sucks for there. those kids. Super sucky. Sucks. Super sucky. So at this point in time, they go stay at LaToya's brother's house. Why didn't they do that the first week? That's exactly what I mean. Because, well, the first week it was just a fly infestation. Yeah, well, come but, right now. Um, so they go, they go stay at Latoya's brother's house for a little bit because you know they're they're creeped out. Mm-hmm. And um, so while they're staying there, um, Latoya's brother he hears the kids start doing strange chanting in demonic voices. No, they're not yep. even at their house. No, it's like. Followed them? Like attaching. Yeah. Yes. It, like took them over. Yeah. Ooh. Absolutely. Damn it. Um, at one point, the <clears throat> grandmother, um, the uncle, and the three kids were in the car driving, and the kids starting started beating the shit out of each other. So they pulled the car over and pulled the kids out of the car to separate them. Mm-hmm. Then the seven-year-old looks at his grandmother and says in a deep voice, Get your fucking hands off me, you old bitch. <laughs> oh my god. What would Granny do? Granny was just like, you're not my grandson. Oh, like you're a demon. Damn. Yeah, Granny. And the demon. uncle was just like that Like who are you? Yeah, yeah, he's like he 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 even says in um a video that he's like he would never ever ever talk to his grandmother that way. Yeah. Ever. Wow. <clears throat> Excuse me. Get my raspy voice on. And That'll especially be good. in that 
deep voice. Yeah. You're like, you know that that's not your child. Absolutely. And um, so, oh, well, it says here he would never speak to his grandmother this way. Um, the seven-year-old looks at his brother and says, are you ready to go, my brother? And this is still in the, are you ready to go, my brother? <laughs> Deeper. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're good. That's good. <laughs> and the other brother says, yes, my brother. And then the older boy just starts slamming himself back against the seat of the car over and over and over, like doing like, like this motion. Yeah. Like those of you who are listening, you can't see me, but imagine like... When you were a child, did you ever just slam your back against the mm-hmm. back of the car because you know it moves the car a little bit and then your mom yells at you? Or is that just me? No, I, that was definitely not just you. Oh, okay. All that right. That is also my children. Oh, good. And me. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, my mom would get really mad yeah, at us. Yeah, it's so annoying. And so you picture doing that mm-hmm. only like times 10. Yeah. Right. And mm, no thanks. So all this shit keeps on going on. Mm. Then we get to April 19th, 2012. Dr. Jeffrey Onyuku was called to the house. The boys started to scream and curse at the doctor. So the doctor called in DCS and CPS as potential child abuse was suspected. Okay, wait though. Why was this doctor called in? Uh, So this doctor was called in because... Like, the stuff that's happening to the kids. And now the kids are starting to get hurt. So, and, has mom been taking them to the doctor? No. Nope. She, they haven't gone to the hospital yet. Okay. So, she's concerned they're going to be hurt. So, she called in a doctor? Or somebody else called a doctor. Okay. Like, I'm so maybe sorry. School, I should have looked into that No, I know there harder. was, like, a lot of... I know you can't find a lot of that. Oh, but. that's right. Um, They actually were missing a ton of okay. school. They so they min- probably called mm-hmm. for a check. And so when the police get called because they're missing so okay. much school. Oh. And um, so, yes, it was probably, like, a wellness check, I'm sure. Yeah. But um, so this doctor, he... Th- these kids are covered in bruises. Like, oh, I bet they are. They're covered in bruises. Yeah. And um, and I'm actually kind of mad at myself because I see that I didn't put it in here. This is what happens when you stay up late nights trying to. Scared. <laughs> and scared. <laughs> but um, the uncle, mm-hmm. while they were at the uncle's house, he actually witnessed one of the boys like flying across the room. Mm. And so like these kids are being hurt. Yeah. Right. And so, yes. So then they went back home. Yes. Because they were like, nothing's different here. Right. Yeah? Yeah. Oh. Absolutely. The uncle's like, go away. <laughs> He's like, no, <laughs> no, thank you. See myself. So at this point in time, CPS, they come to visit and they witness also, um, they witness one of the boys being thrown into a wall by an invisible force. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes. And, um, and so that, okay, I got... Pinpoint, pin that, because I have a question on it here in a moment. Okay. Okay. So she sees him get thrown into a wall by an invisible force. Mm-hmm. And at this point, the boys are taken to the hospital. Okay. And um, once the boys were in the hospital, they both lost consciousness. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. And so we've got nurse Willie, Willie Lee Walker. Mm-hmm. CPS case manager, Valerie Washington, 
the grandmother, Rosa Campbell, and a psychologist, which chooses to be unnamed. Mm -hmm. These four take the two boys into a small room for examination. Okay. ER? Yes. Okay. Yep. Um, The seven-year-old starts growling at, um, at his brother and says, it's time to die. I came to kill. I want to kill now. Holy shit. Yeah. Gross. Yes. And um, and this was obviously in his deep voice mm-hmm. that was not his own. And um, like the CPS lady, she even stated, she's like, there's no way that he could even pretend to make that voice. Right. Yeah. And so obviously creeped Andy's out. Andy's seven. Andy's seven. Yes. And so... Um, the the brother, we'll say the nine year old, he uh, he headbutted him in the stomach. His brother? Yes. Okay. And so then, while the younger brother continued to speak, the other brother started headbutting the grandmother in the stomach. Oh God! The CPS case manager said that while this was taking place, the younger boy had a very weird grin, and that's probably that sardonic. It reminds me of smile. Yes. The cover? Yes. Oof. Oof. Yeah. That was Why gross. did they, like, restrain them? I mean, if they're hurting people, maybe they just weren't expecting it. It was so fast. Yeah, maybe it all just happened so yeah, quickly. Poor grandma gets headbutted all the time. I know. Grandma gets her ass whooped. <laughs> she does. Um, so, uh, Nurse Walker stated that she watched one of the boys walk up the wall backward to the ceiling and then jump down into a backflip and land on his feet. Okay. And the unnamed psychologist <clears throat> also witnessed this. And mm-hmm. so did the CPS lady. Wow. Like they all witnessed this happen. And you know what they did? Ran? They fucking ran. Did they run out? They did. The only one that stayed in that room was the other brother and the grandmother they're like the grandmother's trying to catch her holy hell. grandbaby like oh my gosh you're, you're gonna fall off this wall man where's the chaplain at chaplain's not here yet oh they actually called him yeah i would say that's what i would do first thing <laughs> yep. Uh-huh. yep so now um at this point the children go under a psychological evaluation there's no abnormalities found in their mental health how I wonder None. how that evaluation was. Like, were they normal at the time? Well, they were, and they don't even remember doing any any of oh, this. No. Like, they'd have zero recollection. And like at one point in time, the doctor even comes back later and says, "Hey, um, I want to test a theory. I want you to walk up that wall again." Mm. And little guy looks at he's him like like, like he's got me. ten heads. Yeah. He's just like, what the hell are you talking about? I yeah. can't walk up a wall. He's like, no, I just watched you walk up that wall. And the little boy is just like, you're you're out your damn mind. The doctor was there. Yeah, when it happened. Yep, yep. And so he, they're they're they passed their psychological evaluation. No abnormal abnormalities found at all. So at this point in time. The children get removed from the custody of their mother and grandmother. That's not cool. No, it's not cool. And so this is where I have a question. CPS witnessed mm-hmm. at their house this little boy get thrown <clears throat> against a wall yeah. by an invisible force. Mm-hmm. Then 
you've got these other witnesses at the hospital right. that witness this little boy walk up the wall backwards and they're witnessing like the deep demonic voices and like they're seeing all of this mm-hmm. shit happening. Yeah. And they remove the kids from custody. Yeah, but how do you how do you explain that? So yes. it's easier for them, right? Right. Because if they're saying that they saw this, everyone's going to think they're crazy. Right. And so they're probably just in like like fight or flight mode kind of like we just need to take these kids out of the situation. Yes. And also I guess what would make a little bit of sense too is, I mean, they don't know Latoya and yeah. Rosa. They don't. Mm-hmm. They don't know these two women from Adam. So maybe, maybe, and this is just theorizing, they uh, suspect that these two are into somewhat of devil worship mm-hmm. and brought it on somehow. And they're like teaching yeah. their children totally. how. So I guess that would make. I think so some too. Sense. Sometimes like, and I. I don't know, but I, from what I understand, like CPS will take kids if they just feel the situation's off until they can investigate further. Oh, okay. Right? Like, yeah. let's just remove them, try to like figure out everything, and then go from there. Makes sense. So, I mean, it would make sense. Yeah. I don't know. But either way, the boys got removed mm. from the custody of their mother and grandmother. How about um, the daughter? <clears throat> Was there a daughter? There is a daughter. She's a 12-year-old. I Actually, I think that all three they of the children, okay. yeah, all three of the children got removed. Um, I just have this in a spot where I'm talking about the boys, so I say the yeah, boys. Yeah, I but just wasn't yes, sure, like, yeah. All three of the okay. children. Um, so, at this point, the hospital reaches out to a reverend named Michael Maginot, mm-hmm. who actually exercised one of the boys. He experienced everything that the family did, and he said that it was the actual house that was possessed and advised that the family leave immediately. And so if he exercised one of the boys, he obviously had to go to wherever the boys, the kids were being held, which I have no idea where that was. Yeah, I have so many questions on that. Yeah. It's like, just such a random so statement that I found. If the hospital but. set this up, mm-hmm. and then he goes, so he doesn't work for the hospital. I imagine unless he, unless he is, is a that even like, is that even legal to do on children? I thought that exorcism on children was like not allowed. Maybe it is in Gary, Indiana. I don't know. I I thought it was like no, no. But I mean, in general, like that's it's not like it's like. There's a rule like, oh, it's, you know, you can do that on adults. Like exorcism in general is obviously have a gray area, but on children in the hospital, I don't know. It just seems weird. It does seem weird. And there's a lot of things within the story that some of them make sense. Some of them don't make sense. Mm -hmm. So this is probably one that doesn't. And so here in a minute, we'll talk about something else, which is going to raise a question mark on this statement that was just said. Um, so CPS Valerie, CPS Valerie Washington and the police were still investigating the family. The police wanted to go by the house and investigate, but Valerie refused to go inside. I would refuse to go inside after walking, watching a child walk up the wall. Oh yeah. I would, I would refuse that. Um, yeah. So she refused to go inside the house. So the police went to the house to inspect for carbon monoxide poisoning. Oh, God. Um, Because carbon monoxide poisoning will cause hallucinations Mm -hmm. and a ton of other symptoms. Uh, Usually a home inspector 
would go out and test for this. But in this case, a police officer did. Okay, wait, so it makes you turn into Spider-Man? No. Like, that's silly. Yeah, they're just trying to find, they're just, like... They're just grasping at straws. That's exactly exactly it. They're grasping at straws here. Um, And I just, I find it very interesting that a home inspector didn't... So they're probably just trying to, like, for the news media or whatever, cover it up, right? Like, oh, it was carbon monoxide poisoning mm-hmm. and it, our police officer found it and this was the cause. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. So, and I do know that at one point in time, a uh, um, home inspector does go out there. Okay. He does go out there eventually, but just not in this case. Okay. At this point. Uh, So, the police officer walks in, and the first thing he notices is an abundance of Bibles, candles, Hmm. and crucifixes. Sure. Everywhere. Yeah. I mean, like, set up in each doorway everywhere. They're all over the place. Mm, Red flag. Yeah. And so um, he also experiences footsteps, doors opening and closing on their own, sounds like the whole shebang. This cop is experiencing all of these things. Um, He then went to the basement Hmm. and he took photos and videos. Okay. That was my question. A cop or cops? Um, At this point in time, it is... A cop, there are cops there, but a cop goes into the basement first. Okay. Um, So, when he goes down in the basement, um, he claimed that one of the photos that came out a little cloudy, uh, within the cloudiness, he could see someone's face Hmm. within the cloudiness. Um. Like, where is this photo? I was going to say, why don't they release these? Like, this one has never been seen. Probably because there's no explanation. They don't want to release that. True. I mean, but... I don't know. I don't know. Where's that? I mean, there's got to be recordings. There's got to be... Well, there's a whole... The exorcism. There's a whole police report on this entire situation. Like, Mm -hmm. a big-ass police report. Can you see it? Is it released to the public? It, it is out to the public, yes. Interesting. Okay. It, it is. And it, um, and it correlates with the story? It does. That's cool. Yes. I mean, that's... Yeah. It's actually it's actually insane that the police report correlates... Yeah. So, like, so closely huh. with what the rumors are... Right. ...about this house. But, yeah, where's all the evidence? <clears throat> yes. Like, where is this picture and why wouldn't it be released? Yeah. Sure. Um, so, he also took... Another fo- okay, so this another police officer takes a photo outside uh, in the front of the house. Mm-hmm. Like he's on the sidewalk looking at the house, takes a photo. Okay, and he sees in this photo, and this photo actually was released in 2014. Oh, like why did this photo was taken in 2011? Right. So why did they wait till 2014 to release this photo? I think was I it know- an ongoing case. I. What do you think? I have total theories about this photo. Well, okay. So first I'll tell you what the photo is. Yeah. Yeah. So this photo is facing the house and you know, we talked about how there's a breezeway in the, like an enclosed porch Mm -hmm. area in the front of the house. So in the window of this enclosed porch area is a figure of like 
a man, like humanoid hmm. figure. Now, this photo raises question marks for me. And I, I, in a lot of stuff I've read, there's a whole lot of question marks on mm -hmm. this photo. First of all, why isn't it released till 2014? Yeah. I believe that this photo was released in 2014 due to the fact that people were wanting to start making movies and documentaries mm. on this house. And like when you look at this photo, the background of the photo is dark. And the the figure that kind of resembles like Slenderman, hmm. um, like super tall, skinny, very narrow shoulders, yeah. small head, right? Kind of long, skinny neck, like um, typical like shadow person. But it's light. Yeah, that is weird. Yeah. Oh wait, the the it's not dark. It's a light. The yeah. guy is. Uh huh. Oh weird. Yeah. So the guy is like light. And the background is dark. Okay. Which to me, and obviously I am not an expert, but was this a, sh a Photoshop? Mm. Very well. I mean, if it was released in 2014, Photoshop was kind of a yeah. big deal. And it very easily could have been. Also, like, but, why? If, yeah. And like you're saying, if... That one wasn't released. Why wasn't the other one released? Exactly. That's like, so they pick one photo to release and that's it? Exactly. Yeah. I bet I bet someone was trying to, to, mm -hmm. to make that up. And who released it? I have no, no. idea who released that photo. But, and see, that, that was my question mark on the other photo. If this photo can be released, yeah. then why wasn't this one released? Yeah. Uh, an actual police one? Yeah. Yeah. And, well, and it says that other, the both photos were taken by policemen. Yeah, but the other one was, like, in the basement. Yeah. This is one, outside. This is outside. Anyone could snap a picture Abs of the porch, right? Absolutely. Hmm. Absolutely. So, yes, there are definitely, I have questions. I'll have to see this one. On that. Yeah, we need to look that up. Yes. Um, but, yeah, so it didn't, it didn't surface till 2014, which still, I'm, I'm just, I know, I'm certain why. I'm so smart. Photoshop. Photoshop. So smart. Um, th there's a ton of skepticism yeah. about this photo, but no proof. There's no proof that it has or has not been photoshopped. Hmm. Okay. Um, so let's see here. So while in the basement, there is, there's also, there's a bedroom down in the basement. Mm. Ooh. Yeah. No effing thank you. Yeah. Um, and so while the cop is down there and he's looking at different things and he's taking different photos and everything like that, every time he looks at the bedroom door, it's in a different position. Ooh. Creepy. Yeah. Was that, was that one of the kids' bedrooms? No. It was just a room down there? Yeah. Okay. Yep. None of the kids had yeah. bedrooms down in the basement. You don't blame them. Not that I'm aware of anyway. Mm -hmm. But then part of me... I get confused because this is like a two or three bedroom house. Yeah. And so Grandma Rosa had the bedroom that's in the very front of the house by the front door. Mm -hmm. Then there's one more bedroom. Did Mama and three kids sleep in the same bedroom? Or the kids shared or one. Or the kids shared one Someone and Mom slept on the couch. Until the, the creepy shit started happening and then they... Yeah. Okay. I guess that maybe bunked in the living room or together. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be in that 
freaking basement. <laughs> like, so no, you. man. I'm, no, no. No way. <clears throat> so, um, the basement was an unfinished basement. Okay. Had concrete floor and, like, had cinder block walls. Of course it did. <laughs> I was just going to ask you, was it a creepy-ass cinder block basement? <laughs> and you just answered my question. I'm, like, envisioning this. I mean, the cinder block was, like, painted, though. If it had carpet, it wouldn't be scary. Come on. Right. It wouldn't be haunted. Well, okay, but it's concrete. Yeah, I know. It's got concrete floors. Oh. And, um, but to make it a little bit creepier for you, Shani... There was one spot in this basement that was not concreted, and it was just a dirt floor. Mm, under the stairs. Under the stairs. Under the stairs. It was just dirt. And yeah. so it raises the question, why concrete an entire basement floor and leave one section mm-hmm. dirt? That is weird. It just makes no sense. And the cops, they're sitting there like, why would somebody do that? Yeah. And so they're taking pictures of this area as well. Um, so the officer, he investigates this whole area. He finds candles and other items that look to be ritualistic underneath the stairs in the little dirt section. Um, so the police officer leaves the house, pulls into a gas station that's about a mile away. At this point, his AM FM radio goes completely static. Mm. Yeah, so he's just thinking like the like maybe he's got like bad service in that sure, area yeah. or whatever. And he goes to turn off the radio, and as he reaches his hand out to turn the radio off, he hears this deep scary voice that says, "Who in there?" <laughs> Scared the shit out of this cop. Ew. <laughs> What'd he do? I just turn it off. Oh, he did. He did. He's It's me. What? It's just me. It's Melinda. <laughs> what do you mean who in there? You know who I am. I'm right here. I'm in the gas station. <laughs> Come find me. Yes. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, um, Lieutenant John Gruska, he comes to the house, and he's taking statements with a voice recorder. When he plays his recording back, he can hear a disembodied voice say, Hey. Just, hey. Hey. Okay. Not like, hey. And not like, hey. I was going to say, why wasn't it deep and creepy? It was just, hey. Hey. Okay. Well, whatever. Weird. Yeah. I heard it, though. It was plain as day. Oh, you heard it? Uh Uh-huh. All right. We got a lot to listen to after. Yes. My hands are sweaty because it's it's creepy. sweaty. I'm sweaty. That's what the problem is. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So all of this info was relayed to the reverend. So he goes back out to the house and he is sure that there is a body buried under the basement. Mm. The police and the new CPS person comes out with the reverend and the police dug in the area that the reverend pointed out, which is in the dirt lot under the stairs. Mm -hmm. Um, So they did not recover a body. Okay. Okay. They did, however, recover a pair of women's panties. What? Yeah. Like, I need to know, like, what era these are from. Like, are they, like, are they, like, bonnet panties? (laughs) I mean, I'll tell you how old, right? Yeah, and it really does not 
It does not say whether they were like bloomers. Or- well, I mean, okay. Did you know? Is this like from the twenties, thirties, right? It doesn't specify. It just says yeah, we thought, we've got undies, women's panties. panties. Okay. And the actual police report just only says That's weird. women's panties. Just buried. Yeah, it doesn't say from a dated era or oh, anything well, like that. They need to get more specific. I agree. Reporting. People need specifics. They do. That t- I mean, I could crack this case if I would have known what kind of underwear those were. Right. Absolutely. So, they do. They find women's panties. They find um, children's socks. Hmm. A red pan. A pink press-on nail. That's freaking weird. And a comb. It's totally ritualistic. Yeah. That's weird. Absolutely. Because what kids? Random items. Yeah. And so, that's actually, like, okay. Pin that. For when we get to theories. Press on nail. Press on nail. That's got to be newer. Uh-huh. Yes. Yes. Got one. Yes. Weird. Oh, man. And this actually kind of answered one of my questions that I have so many questions that we're going to talk about at the end. And hopefully yeah. we can talk through some of these things and get it all figured out. So once they come up from the basement, they see some sort of liquid dripping off the blinds in, in uh, uh, LaToya's room. Okay. In Latoya's room, they see like this liquid just dripping off the the window blinds, and um, while they're looking at the wet substance, the new CPS lady touches it, and that's how they figure out it's an oil. She touches mm. it, and she's like, "Oh, okay, yeah, it's definitely an oil." Um, she says that. Uh, well, first of all, my first thought was. The holy olive oil, right? Oh, that's what I'm thinking. No? Well, listen to this. Because I can't wrap my head around it. I can't wrap my head around a couple things with this. Anyway, um, her hand went painfully numb. Like, it went numb and it hurt. Hmm. And her fingers lost all pigmentation. Just turned completely white. So it's going to be like some kind of a acid or like a toxic substance. Something toxic. It was dripping it down the curtains? It was drip down the blinds. Right down yeah. the blinds? Like, there are mini blinds, and it's just dripping down these mini Weird. blinds. And so, um, the her color did end up coming back mm-hmm. in her hand, and the pain went away and everything like that. But, so they, they wanted to make sure that it wasn't the holy olive oil. Yeah. So, what they did is they wiped the blinds down, cleaned it all up, and then they closed the bedroom door because they didn't want LaToya to have a chance to go back in and put something on oh, there. okay. So when they closed the bedroom door, they put a Q-tip in the door mm-hmm. to see if Give the Q-tip dropped, yeah. right? And so when they come back, Q-tip's still in the same spot. Like, everything's still the same. And, and this is all in the same day. Mm-hmm. They just walked out, went into another room to look around. Mm-hmm. When they come back in, the blinds are dripping oil and nobody had been in the room. Why didn't they test it? That's my question. That's my next question. Yeah, like take a sample like, and go test it. They never tested the oil. That's so stupid because that could have potentially been a factor in what was making this family crazy. Right. If they weren't possessed, right? Right. Like carbon monoxide, but you can't test the substance that's clearly not natural. <laughs> right. Like why Why couldn't they just take a little Q-tip yeah. like the one they put in the door Put it in a little plastic baggie and take it down to a forensic scientist or 
whatever. That's weird. Yeah. Okay. So that is a major question that I have. Doesn't make any sort of sense. No. Was this in the police report? Uh, the oil dripping? Yeah. Yeah. It okay. was. Weird. So, next, the reverend performed... Okay, this is where I have a question mark from earlier. Mm. So, the reverend re- performs an unofficial exorcism on the house and Latoya. It's deemed unofficial because it was not approved by the church. Mm. So, then that statement... From earlier, where he performed an exorcism on the child. Maybe he was at the church. No, the church wouldn't approve an exorcism. Well, they didn't approve it on her. Or the house. Maybe they approved it on the kid. Maybe. Because the hospital was involved. Well, maybe. Yeah, I guess that. There's got to be criteria, like you were saying, that you have to meet in order for them to approve that. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. Uh, Yeah, because I was just like... Well, why would this one be unofficial, yeah. but the other one was official? Maybe because like, that one was at the church and it was safe, and this one's at the home, and they're like, remember they wouldn't even send anyone? Yeah. And they're like, no, no, we're not going there. Yeah, yeah, okay, I guess that makes sense. Um, so in this exorcism um, is sort of, I mean, sort of an exorcism to confirm, confirm, let me learn how to speak, <laughs> to confirm demonic activity okay but not to rid the house of it just to confirm it okay like weird mm-hmm. like if you confirm it why can't you get rid of it maybe it was too powerful for this one guy he's not even well he wasn't even allowed to he was allowed to just confirm oh. demonic activity I don't know. so latoya had an aversion to the holy objects that were used which included a cross and a bible Mm-hmm. Being that Latoya had, being that Latoya was a religious person and had such an aversion to the items, the Reverend believed that the house, um, that there was a demonic presence in the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were three officers present during this exorcism hmm. to fall witness, which is extremely smart. Oh yeah, to have witnesses totally. to this. Extremely and recorded though, you're supposed to record that. Yeah. Maybe they did record it. Well, there's no video released on that. I don't think they release a lot of those, though. Probably. Um, So it was also determined that the demonic presence had definitely attached itself to LaToya. Oh, so she was evil, too. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So Father Maginot then requested permission to conduct a formal exorcism on LaToya at Stephen's church. Mm. It was approved. Okay. It took two hours to complete the exorcism, and Latoya stated that she finally felt free. Okay, I need to know where these kids are. Oh, they're still in custody elsewhere. Can you imagine being those foster parents and having a freaking little demons in your house? And then... Headbutting you in the head? No. Like, hey, we're taking these kids away because they're possessed. Do you mind... I wonder if they months? put them in, like, some sort of facility. That's what I'm wondering. Was it, like, a... Was it like a home or was it like a... That's, yeah. I'll put money on that it was yeah. a facility of sorts. Because, I mean, obviously... Because that's like... Yeah, that's shit. high risk if they're doing that shit, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I was just going to talk about the kids. Uh, the children remained in DCS custody oh, for about okay. six months before they were returned to LaToya. At which time they moved out of the house and never returned. Okay. So she felt better, but how about them? 
Well, I mean, it did say earlier that the um, reverend did perform an um, exorcism one. on one of the kids. One. But maybe, maybe the other two were not fully possessed. Maybe it was just mainly one, and this demon was like, Hopping from kid to kid to kid type they of They all seem crazy. I agree. Agreed. Hmm. And maybe there was um, exorcisms performed on the other kids, and I just didn't find that information. Hmm. Okay. I'm not sure. So, we're going to skip ahead to 2014. Am I supposed to remind you about the Muddy Prince? About the what? I don't know. You said to remind you about the Muddy Prince. That comes... You said, oh, oh yeah, thought. yeah, yeah. Okay, so the Muddy Prince. I was thinking the reason there's Muddy Prince is because of that dirt area under the stairs. And if that's oh. where the demon like was coming from. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. Yeah. Look at you. I was just trying to like put two and two. Little investigator. Together. I can't help it. That does make sense. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so in 2014, Zach. Bagans. Oh, gosh. I can't even. <laughs> I love him so much. <laughs> I can tell. Uh, so he's, for, for those of you that don't know, he is from Ghost Adventures. Uh, and so in 2014, Zach has a nightmare where he was faced with a 12-foot-tall goat figure that breathed out this black smoke, and Zach had to inhale it. He woke up and his lungs actually hurt. Hmm. Then, right after that, he hears about this house in Gary, Indiana. Hmm. Sign. Sign. Well, he's got weird yeah. stuff all the time anyway. He does have weird stuff. Like, yeah. But he is completely compelled to purchase this house. Of course he was. That's why I love him. And I'm pretty sure he purchased this house for like close to like $30,000 It was like thirty-five k, I think. Yeah. Because nobody wants to buy that house. And he's like... No. I do. He's like, me, pick me, pick, pick me. me. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, he hears that this family has been possessed. He's got to have this house. A week later, he purchases the house at 3860 Carolina Street, Gary, Indiana. He arrives at the house, and he receives a text message from his psychic medium friend hmm. that tells him to be careful that there is a 12-foot-tall demon guardian that looks like a goat uh, in this house. Like, this this demon guardian hmm. that looks like a goat is... He's guarding this house. And that, that's the same thing that he yeah, just dreamed. dreamed. So, that freaked him out a little bit, sure. which also intrigued him even more. Yes, it did, yeah. Uh, so, Zach tries to speak to LaToya. She refuses. Oh, really? Yeah, she won't She's talk like, to I'm him. done with this. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so, like, he even tracks her down at her new house, which is 150 miles away. Dang. And, like, the only way he was able to find her house was because he saw a report that she did, mm. a video of, like, a uh, like a news report yeah. or whatever. And um, he was able to see the address on the oh. house. And so he was able yeah, to track, track her, down her down that way. Crazy. And um, so he went there. She was like, nope, not talking to you. Yep. Like the brother was like, she won't come out. Sorry, man. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, and she says that it's because Zach has been in the house. And she is worried that a demon has already attached himself to Zach and that it would transfer to her. Oh, she's so traumatized. Right. Or like it's set up. Like these demons are trying to get back to her. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. 
Until he finds out later. Uh-oh. That was not the case. And maybe it did have a little bit to do with it, but he finds out somebody else is making a movie on this and they offered her money. Oh, okay. And so... Maybe... Yeah, yeah, probably. So she wouldn't talk to Zach because it would have been a breach of contract. Yeah. And yada, yada, yada. And we all know LaToya needs the money. Yeah, I would do it. Like, that's a thing. Well, plus that you like... That's a big... It's a big deal. It's a yeah. lot you went through. Yeah. You deserve some money for... <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> money for your troubles, yeah. man. For sure. I agree. So, regardless, she never speaks to him, but... Uh, her brother does. Her okay. brother does talk to him, and he tells Zach, like, the things that he saw and experienced, which mm. I've already talked about okay. in here. Um, so, while Zach is at the house one evening, a woman named Mika pulls up, and she says that she lived at this house in the 90s. Mm. The woman and her three teenage children come into the house. She claims that while she lived there, while she lived in the house, her friend who stayed over often would hear footsteps throughout the house. Mika never went in the basement. She didn't like the basement. She refused. She yeah. never went down there uh, when she lived there. And the basement in the bedroom was her brother's bedroom. Ooh. Mika said she used to have dreams that someone she knew would die soon. And then her brother, whose room was in the basement, was shot and killed. Mm, sad. Yeah. Mika decided it was time to leave. So, like, she got a little bit freaked out. Totally. And her son, Zach, who is also a teenager. or No, that's stupid. His name is not Zach. Her <laughs> son asked Zach. Oh. <laughs> that makes way like, more wow, sense. they're hawking Zach. Yeah. But he asks him if a ghost could follow him home. And Zach asked um, if he was worried about that. And the kid said, yes, I'm scared. Oh, oh, okay. He was asking, hypothetically, could that happen? Yes. I thought he was, like, asking, like, can I bring a ghost? Oh, like, no. No, no. Yeah, and That's so, so like, I'm watching the video on, okay, so first of all, yeah. I did watch Demon House that Zach actually did. Like, this movie is Zach Bagan's movie. And um, so I did watch it. And, like, there's actual footage of this kid asking this question and the sincerity and the fear that you see on this child. And then before he gets in the car with his mom and his two sisters, like, he just stands mm. outside the car for a long time. Like, he just stands there yeah. and almost refuses to get in the car. And Zach wow. is just like, what is this kid doing? Yeah. What is happening? Finally, he gets in the car. But, like, there was a real debate that mm. you watched happen in this kid's Interesting. head. Yeah. So um, two days later, Zach gets a call from Mika. Mika's daughter, Erica, attempted suicide by <gasps> overdosing on pills and stabbing herself after threatening to kill her mother. At this point, one of Zach's crew members quits. Really? Yeah. I wonder, if she, did she have a history? No. no nothing. Nope. Nope. Wow. Well, not that we could prove. I mean, Zach also asked, he asked Mika about this. And yeah. Mika's like, hell no. Like, oh she would God. never speak to me that way ever in a million years. What? Yeah. And so. Um, Why bring your kids there? Right. Like, and Zach was like, are you sure you want to bring your kids yeah. inside this house? And she's like, oh, yeah, it's fine. Like, if you're going to go, go. Right. But don't bring your children there. Yeah. I don't know. People just don't believe things like that, I think. They, they don't realize the seriousness of it. Agreed. So three weeks later, 
Zach gets Mika in touch with Father Maginot. Um, Father Mike performs an exorcism on Mika's daughter as Mika believes she has been possessed. Hmm. And Mika... uh, So, uh, her little sister said that Erica was really weird and really calm Hmm. all the time. Just, like, had this super eerie calmness. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. And so they were just certain that... She had been somewhat mm. possessed by something. Yeah. And so in the movie, it does show the exorcism on this girl. Interesting. And, I mean, and it's not one of those freaking out yeah. and voices raging. Yeah. Nope. Nothing like that. And then all of a sudden, she just kind of drops. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, there's like a release. Crazy. Yeah. So it was all very calm. Okay. But, um, so let's talk about people who actually fell victim to this house. So Zach himself, mm-hmm. uh, while he's in the house at one point in time, uh, he becomes very agitated and violent um, after setting up a religious altar in the living room. Mm. And this is caught on one of the um, like little security cameras that they have up in the corners of the houses and yeah. of the house and everything. Um, his cameraman was not videoing at this point in time. And it's actually one of his cameramen that he is getting violent with. Oh. Yeah. Wow. And so then after he, um, after all of this happens and the camera guy leaves, the other cameraman is like, hey, let's go outside, mm-hmm. get some fresh air. Like, yeah. we've been in the house for a while. Let's go outside, get some fresh air. Yeah. And Zach walks to the front door. This other guy's outside and he's like, come on, come on. And Zach gets pissed off and he's like, no. And he's like, no, you need to come outside. And Zach's like, I will in a minute. Give me a minute. Like, he just didn't even want to leave the house. Crazy. And it it was just an odd thing to watch. And so then Zach gets sick. Hmm. And he can't get out of bed for eight days. Wow. That's a long time. Yeah. So he got got (laughs) really sick. Um, Then, uh, so now let's talk about the second CPS worker. Within 30 days of visiting this house, uh, she experienced three broken ribs, third-degree bur- third degree burns from a motorcycle, broke her hand when she hit a table, and broke her ankle from running. How'd she break her ribs? It, it doesn't explain. This Weird. is just one of the things that she has experienced since she has been Crazy. In- yes. Huh. Um, the home inspector... That came at one point in time after leaving the house, um, a tree almost fell on his car while he was driving. He was choked by an unseen force while he was sleeping. Gross. And then he developed cancer. Aww. Like right after that. Dang. Who is this? The a home inspector. Oh, the inspector. Okay. Yep. Oh, he's just doing his job. Yeah. <laughs> and then Father uh, Magino. While on his way to do the second exorcism um, on Latoya, an an attack on Latoya, he explains an attack while on his bicycle. He said that everyone was staring at him like, what is that? Like, as he's riding his bicycle, all the heads are turning and just staring at him in this totally fucked up manner. Like, he's got ten heads. I still can't get over the fact he's riding a bicycle. I know. I love it. <laughs> like, he's not driving a car. Like, nope, he's riding his like, bicycle. Suit, just uh-huh. 
Right? Yeah. His little, his little trike. Absolutely. Just living life. Okay. And so all of a sudden, he's on the ground. And his bike seat is turned 45 <laughs> degrees. That's crazy. <laughs> and he just is like looking up like, where the hell happened? Yeah. What happened? <laughs> yep. Um, the police officer, two days after meeting with Zach, ended up in the ER after both feet slipped out from under him on a sidewalk. He, he stepped on a patch of ice. Mm. My feet would probably slip out from under me on a patch of ice too, maybe. Yeah just did that yeah i know but you're coordinated <laughs> no no um it hurt <laughs> he also got shot during a home invasion mm. but he survived okay um one of zach's cameramen is believed to have been possessed and may still be possessed like there was this big altercation that took place in the hotel and like it's on camera the whole hotel thing's- Yes, they were staying at a hotel. They didn't stay in the house. Okay. They were staying in a hotel. Mm -hmm. And, like, you see this cameraman of his freaking out, completely Mm. freaking out, going up and down the halls, yelling, and he's yelling at something and, like, bring it on, bitch, type of deal. Like, like, try it. I'm going to mess you up, type of thing. And he opens the door to the elevator, and he starts yelling at this thing. And then the elevator doors close like they do. And then he paces a little bit, and he's pissed off. And then he opens up the doors again, and he's yelling at this thing. And so they finally get him in the room to calm him down or whatever. And he's like, I don't know who it is, but he looks like a goat. Weird. A big, yeah. that big guy. Yeah. And goosebumps on my face. Um, so anyway, this cameraman, he ends up quitting, or Zach fired him. Like, I don't know. I don't remember exactly what took place on that. But then he ends up t- kind of going wonky and he gets mm. like 666 tattooed on his hand and what yeah he doesn't work from all anymore no we'll have to look that up yeah zach's pretty worried about him um and so then zach ends up going almost blind like he's down in the basement and he's getting this eye pain over and over like his eyes just hurt mm-hmm. and it happened multiple times throughout this house and so then um, he finally ends up going to the doctor and it's this major issue all of a sudden. And like they can't do surgery on it because if they do surgery on it, there's a very high risk chance of total blindness. Hmm. So now he That's wears weird. prism glasses. Oh, yeah. I have seen his glasses. Yep. Really? That's since then, huh? Yep. Since the house. That's when he got his prism glasses. Wow. Yes. I had no idea. Yep. And so... Zach does the only thing plausible. He demolishes the house. Demolishes it. Tears it down. And um, while he tears it down, I'm, I'm going to let Shani tell this part because Shani told this to me. I was oh. unaware of this, but she told me this, and I am completely intrigued by it. Well, so we went, <clears throat> I was, so just went to Vegas, went to the museum, Zach Bagans, you can look it up. Super cool museum. He has like, all kinds of crime scene, um, just everything in this museum. It's insane. But he has the staircase. So when he demolished the house, I don't know what year he did that. So he so he bought the house and was supposed to – he wanted to investigate it, right, for two years, I think mm-hmm. was the whole goal. Yeah, so he demolished it in 2016. Okay. So he wanted to take something from the house to put in his museum that he collects. And so he has the staircase and actually took the dirt – 
from under the staircase and transported it. Um, so it's behind like glass, but you can see it's really it's it's creepy. Like it's the staircase, the dirt under, and he might even I don't remember if he has some of the the things that they found like dug up. I think he does. But then it like kind of tells Did the story. Did he keep the panties? Oh, I don't remember <laughs> panties. <laughs> All right, we got to go back. But and then it kind of tells the story. But he was so creeped out. He's like, we just had to end production because it was just. It was it was doing too much to too many people. Yep. Um, but yeah, you, he kept the full staircase and the real dirt, and it has it underneath, and then it's totally locked up, and it's creepy. Like you can poke your head in and like look at it, and it's just so it's so eerie. Oh, it's so cool. Yeah. So that's when I got that idea to tell Melinda. I was like, oh my gosh, yep, this story. When Shan when Shannon got back from Vegas, she's like, Melinda, you have to look into the story. I'm like, oh, I know yeah. that story. I don't want to look into that story. She's she's like no yeah. you 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 have to and so then I fell victim to peer pressure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and put her in a headlock. Had many you know? sleepless you nights. You have to look it up. Had many sleepless nights. Yeah. So really quick before we end this, let's talk a couple theories here. Okay. So one theory that I did hear was um, like that maybe the whole neighborhood was kind of in on this because this is a very poor neighborhood, and like. Maybe if they make this haunting something real, mm. like they can get movies and stuff like that going and make some money. Like, so that is one of the theories that takes place trying to debunk the mm. actual haunting. Stupid. Yeah. Um, I, so the landlord, the person who owned this house before Zach, yeah, he said that there has never been a report of a haunting there. Hmm. Ever. Except for that lady. Right. She just didn't report it. Right. And so that... So I was trying to find in all of my research, mm -hmm. like, when when did all these hauntings take place? Like, yeah. how many tenants ten have actually experienced mm -hmm. things? Yeah. And I literally wasn't able to find anything. Like, nobody documented anything anyway. That's weird. It, until this case. So when Mika comes on and starts talking, I'm like, okay, is that real? Or mm -hmm. she has now heard about this right. house and she's heard that Zach Bagans has so bought it. Like, and she's like, ooh, mm -hmm. yeah, let's get let's get on camera. Totally, yeah. So <clears throat> that's plausible. It is. Um, did she really experience something in that house when she lived there in the 90s? I'm not sure on that. But the fact that there was like a pink press-on nail in there. Yeah. And so I do believe there was some sort of ritual that mm -hmm. happened under those stairs. Totally. And I do yeah. believe that somebody probably opened up this portal, mm -hmm. this bad portal to hell. Mm -hmm. um, and so if this ritual was conducted, now it could have been done in the 90s because there was press on nails in the 90s. Yeah. yeah. I mean, women had panties in the 90s. Did they? I think so. <laughs> I did. Pantyhose. <laughs> Pantyhose. Oh, God. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, that totally could have taken place in the nineties and it could have been like, like she was a teenager. Mika was a teenager yeah. at the time. She was 19 when she lived there. So maybe her and a group of friends what if went she, down and what did, if she did it right. Or she was never in the basement. So, so she maybe says, the people prior did or something. maybe her brother, someone did something or her brother. Yeah. Because he died. Yeah. Right? He did. Someone did something and locked it up and didn't say anything. And then 
somehow with them going in the basement, it must have uh-huh. started up. Yeah, it must have. And also, there's lots of squatters. Like, between tenants, there's a ton of squatters hmm. that come in and stay in there when mm-hmm. the house is vacant. Yeah. So, any of them... Well, and even, like, how people don't report hauntings. Like, Mm -hmm. would you? Unless, if it was severe, I get it. But if you're, like, in a house. Yeah, no. Because, like, we've had rentals where I've had really creepy things happen. And I'm not going to, like, tell the landlord, Mm -mm. like, oh, your house is haunted. Like, that's weird, right? Yeah. No, I I would would tell Shani. Yeah, right. Like, we, but you just don't. So, it's like, just because it wasn't reported doesn't mean anything. Absolutely. And being that this house was built in 1926, like, I was trying to find history on it. Like, who the original owner was and stuff like that. I can't find anything on this house except for this haunting. Like, Mm. this haunting has completely taken over the internet yeah. when it comes to this address. Yeah. You can't you really can't find shit else on it. Oh, I bet there's so much locked up. Uh-huh. Like it's all sealed. Yeah, I have I just have so 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 many questions mm-hmm. about it. Um I did want to ask with the nurse social worker, all those people. Mhm. They quit from what I understand, right? Yes. They quit. Yep. One won't speak? Yes. And the others what? Uh, one will speak. Mm-hmm. Um, two, so two nurses will not speak. One will speak. Okay. Um, she doesn't like to, but she will speak on yeah. it. The uh, the CPS lady, the the original one that saw all the scary shit. Yeah. Uh, Valerie Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, she did speak to Zach Baggins. Baggins. Mm-hmm. Sorry, she did speak to him over like a video chat. She yeah. she moved far far yeah, away. Yeah, that's what's crazy. Like all the workers left. Like that tells you something. But also the ER has cameras. Yeah. So it's like, where's that footage? Yeah, but do they have cameras in patient rooms? They have them in the ER rooms. Yes, before things that happen that are. Hmm. that are bad and so that's i'm wondering unless the hospital's like we don't want anything to do with this nothing happened we didn't see anything yeah right mm-hmm. i don't know hear no evil see no evil mm-hmm. speak it speak no evil. it's creepy yeah we gotta we gotta go to that museum and check that out again for sure i want to and we'll go soon and yeah absolutely creepy uh. All right, guys. So that is the story on the demon house slash portal to hell. So if you have any comments, any theories, any questions, please, please send them my way. I would love to see any other theories that anybody else has. And so maybe there is no theories. Maybe it's just true. Well, I mean, right? I... I from what it. I saw, yeah. I from what I saw and what I researched, I 100% believe it. Mm-hmm. I do. But you do have your skeptics out there. Yeah. And like I just I would love to see what you guys have to say about it. So, that's it for tonight. Thanks for joining, guys. Bye. Thanks for joining Misfits. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. After all, mystery loves company.